Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Lon Strickler back with us. Fortean researcher, author, publisher of the syndicated Phantoms and Monsters blog. He began that blog in 2005, which has grown steadily in popularity and is read daily by tens of thousands of enthusiasts, investigators, and those seeking the truth. A couple of his books include Alien Disclosure, Mothman Dynasty, Phantoms and Monsters, Phantom and Monsters, Mysterious Encounters, and Unexplained Encounters as well. Lon, welcome back. How have you been? Hey, George. Great to be with you. I'm okay. Uh, that's great. It's great. How did you get started into the Fortean lifestyle? Oh, my God. I tell you, I, this really started when I was very young. I had a um, I had an encounter at Gettysburg. I, I actually grew up very near the, the battlefield. I was about nine or ten. I used to drive, ride my bike out there. I was a big... Uh, battlefield nerd and into the into the uh the battle itself and i had a um i had some type of um incident to where it seemed like a um a large tv screen opened up in front of me and i was in the battle for about 30 seconds and uh that's kind of where it all started at and um it's kind of rebuilt itself since then and then when I had a Bigfoot encounter in 1981 and a winged humanoid encounter in 1988, that kind of got me on the road to the cryptid sightings and, and every little thing associated with the supernatural. We'll talk about some of these cases in just a moment, Lon. It's truly fantastic. But do you think and believe that most of the things that people are seeing, whether they be cryptids, UFOs, whatever, are really happening Oh, I do. I really do. I mean, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people question it, but, um, you know, I've had encounters myself, I, you know, and when you talk to so many people every day and, and you hear them describe what they, they encountered or what they experienced, uh, you, you kind of know they, at least they know, think they saw something. And, um, yeah, I think this, um, I think, these things really do happen. Let's start with the Chicago Lake, Michigan winged humanoid updates. What's going on there? Well, it's continuing on. It's like the cryptid that keeps on giving. Uh, you know, this all started back in 2011 when there were three sightings in South Chicago within a three-month period. And uh, they were all three reported to move fine. But, uh, you know... It, there wasn't a whole lot done about it, and at the time we weren't really doing the investigation either because we didn't have that much information, other than what was reported to uh, to move on. But as time went on, there would be a case here and there. But in the spring of 2017, is like the lid blew off, and we started getting sightings all over the city and in the suburbs. And 2017, we had about 55 sightings that were reported Jeez. to uh, MUFON. And then eventually, uh, when MUFON didn't you know, follow up on the cases, people were contacting us and some of my investigators. And uh, we picked up on it, and that's where we're at. We continue to get them. These are all from the Chicago area? Well, I'd say 80% are within the Chicago metro, Chicagoland area. Then 
we do take sightings within a 200-mile radius of the city itself. So, yeah, it's a regional thing, but most of the sightings have been in Chicagoland. What are people describing, Lon? Well, for the most part, these are uh, five and a half to six foot. Sometimes they're larger, um, very dark in color. Sometimes uh, they're kind of shiny looking or sometimes they're wet looking. Uh, they have a wingspan of anywhere from 12 to 15 foot. The wing structure is like that of a bat or gargoyle, a very small head. And many times they have uh, red eyes. Well, like those scary little panthers we've heard about. Yeah, well, you know, the um, <clears throat> the red eyes kind of did it in. Uh, you know, everybody was trying to compare it to the the Mothman of Point Pleasant. And, uh, you know, when we first started getting the sightings, I was calling it the Chicago Phantom. But, of course, the media got a hold of it, and they started comparing it to the Mothman. Yeah. So, in other words, to keep it from, you know, confusing people, we went ahead with the Mothman moniker. And, uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. But uh, there's all kinds of variations. Uh, a lot of the sightings out of the hair. Uh, the people out there who are actually working out there are calling it the O'Hara Batman. Uh, there's all kinds of different connotations of this being, but all in all, it's, it's the same thing. We think. And does it look like a human being? His face, its face? Not necessarily the face. Um, most of the time, uh, it's just the eyes that people describe. They don't really seem to be much feature on the face other than it's a smaller head. Sometimes it has like a ray coming off the back of it, but the body shape is that of a human or humanoid, so that's why we call it a winged humanoid. And what do the wings look like, Lon? Uh, for the most part, they're uh, bat-like membrane wings uh, with a 12 to 15 foot wingspan. And, uh, you know, we have had a few that have uh, mentioned that they look like an insectoid wing or even that of an owl, uh, but very few. Most of the time, it's the, uh, the uh, um, membrane-type wing. Now, how are people describing it as it zooms by? Well, many times when they do see it flying, they, the one thing they do mention is that it, it seems to be able to propel without flapping its wings, uh, like some type of supernatural propulsion to it. Uh, occasionally people will see it flapping its wings. And many times it's very fast, a very fleeting sighting to the point where they can't even get to, you know, to grab a phone and take a photograph of it. Uh, but they're quick sightings for the most part. Sometimes they even disappear. Wow. And the wings, what's the span? Like, like, a, like a human length or something? Oh, uh, the wingspan's anywhere from 12 to 15 foot. That's pretty good size. It's it's large wing, yeah. It's like a Cessna almost, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's large. Does it zoom down on people, or what does it do? Occasionally, for the most part, it seems to. Um, they're not shy. They they seem to uh, fly close enough to where people can see them. We've even had witnesses state that they've seen the thing fly past them and look back just to see if those things, people are looking at it. So it's, it's very, uh, you know, it keeps us, you know, it's not really hiding from anybody, but it, it's very quick 
And when they realize they're seen, they're gone. Has anybody described its feet or claws or anything like that, Lon? Um, the, the feet, for the most part, are very small. Many times when people see them suspended in the air, and they do see them suspended in the hovering sometimes, that the legs seem to vibrate. But the feet are very small, and the arms, it, it, it can be either attached to the wing or separate from the wing. We've had both descriptions. Is the creature clothed at all or any kind of uniform? No, not that we can tell. It, 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 they're usually always very dark in color. Uh, sometimes it is matte looking or sometimes it looks shiny like it's wet. And, of course, a lot of sightings happen near O'Hare International Airport, don't they? We have had a, a large amount of sightings in and around O'Hare, yes. What about UFO activity? There has been some UFO activity associated with as well. Um, offhand, I can think of three sightings where uh, a UFO has been uh, seen near the time it's sighted or just after. What does your gut tell you, Lon? Well, as to what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're interdimensional beings. Interdimensional, I think, okay. I don't think they live on this earth plane. I think they live in a, a linear dimension of some type. They seem to be able to move in and out very quickly. And uh, for the most part, I, I think myself and our investigators believe that they have specific portals that they move in and out of, especially at O'Hara. Do they simply disappear as opposed to fly away into oblivion? Well, most people see them fly away so quick that they don't know, you know, that they're up into the sky. Many times it's at night, they can't see it. But we have had some sightings where people have mentioned that it just suddenly disappears like it's going through an invisible doorway. Any sound coming from them? Many times there's a very shrill shrieking sound. Sometimes there's a clicking sound associated with it. Like a scream, uh, a scream sound? A screaming sound, yes. Wow. <clears throat> Could you imagine that at night? You're walking down the streets and this thing comes zooming by you like a 12 to 15 foot bat or something? Well, you know, it's uh, it does shock people. It really does. I mean, to the point where, you know, if they haven't heard about the sightings and they do experience, they're on the Internet looking right away. And fortunately, many of them do find us because we're, you know, we're been reporting this phenomenon now for a while. And then they contact us. We A lot of times the sightings are reported right after the incident. Has anybody ever been reportedly taken by one of these uh, entities? No physical contact so far. Um, and, you know, if they have been taken, well, they didn't come back because they haven't reported it to us. And nobody's told you you're missing my uncle or anything like that. <laughs> How about O'Hare employees? What have they reported? <clears throat> well... The uh, those reports that we have gotten from O'Hara employees uh, have been somewhat dramatic. We've even had some of the firemen out there uh, contact us. Uh, most of the employees who do contact us are cargo workers who see them at night when they're loading and unloading planes. Had a couple pilots, and we've had a couple of air traffic controllers as well. So, um, yeah, it, it's something they. They don't expect to see, but for the most part, the the workers at O'Hara know about the sightings. Now, you've got another creature or entity that you say not deer sightings. What does that mean? Well, 
this not deer phenomenon is something that's kind of raised its ugly head in the past decade or so. It mostly started in the Appalachian Mountains. So it's relatively new. Yeah, somewhat, uh, unless people just hadn't been reporting it. But it, it's it's being cited now throughout North America. And uh, people describe these things as having characteristics that just don't look like regular deer. Uh, Forward-setting forward eyes. Many times you had irregular legs. Uh, some people say that, you know, well, you know, it's got to be chronic wasting disease or something, but that's just not what people describe to us. It's, uh, it's a deer. Many times it's much larger than a regular deer. It's many times people see them standing on back legs and moving about and walking just like a human would walk. Jeez. There's all kinds of different, uh, different descriptions but they're just not normal deer and they're not bigfoot no they're not bigfoot that's another story which we'll get into i'm sure but uh, do they scare people what do they do well they shock people for the most part um they have antlers some of them some of them do most many times they are they are male deer they're bucks uh but uh we've had a few doe that have been mentioned like that as well well, these creatures, do they have the ability, does a normal deer have the ability to walk on its hind legs? I don't know. I think they, I think when, uh, when they're fighting or if they're trying to reach for something, they can for a short period of time go up in their back legs. But these, these not deer, this, this is what we call them. Uh, many times they see these things walking on the back legs at a pretty decent distance. In a deer body, though. But a deer body. Deer type shaped pointed head. Yep. That's yep. It, 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 it's very strange. I personally haven't seen it. It's it's somewhat rare, but uh, it does it does show up once in a while. And uh, these witnesses, they're pretty forthcoming about it. And it, it's just something you know. Many times hunters see them, and they're just thrown back by what they're looking at. With Lon Strickler, of course, and his uh, blog uh, website is phantomandmonsters.com. That's how they can get to your blog? Absolutely. Excellent. And uh, I have another one called cryptidhunters.org. Yeah, that's my team website, uh, Phantoms and Monsters 14 Research Team. How many people on your team? Wow, we got about 20 boots-to-the-ground investigators now, uh, about 35 affiliate groups. Uh, so, you know, when we do get a case and we we do try to get someone to go to the location and actually talk in person to the witness, uh, and we've been pretty successful at that. Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been very good. And, uh, but many times we do try to get someone there to talk to the witnesses. Where will you go? Anywhere? We'll go anywhere we can get to. Now, do, do people fund this, or how do you, do you spend this out of your own pocket? Well, just like most investigators, uh, we kind of we kind of fund our own investigations. Uh, you know, we're not beyond pe- pe- taking donations from folks, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a labor of love, and uh, you know, I've been doing this now for well over forty years, and uh, it's kind of self-funded. And a few minutes before the break, Lon, tell us about the Cecil County, Maryland investigation at a horse farm. 
fairly new investigation we've been involved with. It's, it's not too far from myself and two of my other investigators. We live in south-central Pennsylvania. This is on, in Cecil County, Maryland, which is on the eastern side of uh, Susquehanna River. And it's a horse farm where we got some... Um, we got a report of UFO activity as well as cryptid activity. And we have been down there, and we have done investigations. We're going back very soon to follow up on some things. But there's been uh, some pretty overwhelming UFO activity, uh, which we, we, do have, uh, we do have video of, as well as uh, some pretty substantial footprints of either a Bigfoot or possibly... A cryptid canine. Any reports of these horses being hurt or anything like that? No. It, it, fortunately, they they have let you know uh, they have not bothered the horses. Though the owner has told us that uh, the horses do seem to know when it's around, and they do somewhat react to it. So far, we've talked about a number of different cryptids and strange creatures, Lon, and not one case of somebody being hurt or injured. Is that unusual? No, it's not unusual. Very, very rarely is somebody attacked. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Uh, many times people are, are frightened and very scared, try to get away from whatever it is they're seeing. But as far as actual physical contact or injury, very rare. We're talking with Lon Strickler about cryptids and strange creatures. We'll take your calls with him next hour here on Coast to Coast. If you've seen any of these creatures, definitely share your story or ask him a question or two. But what, what do you recommend people do if they see a creature, Lon? Mm -hmm. What do they do? Well, try to document as much information as, you know, as what they're seeing. I would say actually, after the incident, after the encounter, to, you know, go and write down everything they possibly can, then try to contact an investigator. Now, try to contact us. We'll definitely take it. Uh, and that's any type of unexplained uh, encounter. Uh, but try to make notes and, and try to be as thorough as possible when you're making the description. Have you seen any great pictures Occasionally, we do get some interesting photographs, yes. What has been the most fascinating one you've seen? Um, I guess mostly some of the UFO activity, uh, for the most part. Occasionally, we'll get a um, uh, something that's supposed to be a Bigfoot or some type of upright canine. But for the most part, they're very indiscriminate. Uh, they're very hard to make out. And I guess most investigators will tell you that. Uh, UFO activity is a little different because it usually stays around a longer period of time and you can get a better look at it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.